Good morning and happy Mother's Day to all of the wonderful mothers out there. Welcome to the Big Game Sports Radio. This is episode two of Warriors Lax Chat. I'm Scott Squires and pleased to be joined once again by the head coach of the Mi'kmaq Warriors who play their home games out of the Colchester Legion Stadium in Truro. This is Brendan Smithson. Good morning, coach. Morning. Appreciate you taking the time to join us on a beautiful sunny Sunday morning. It is a gorgeous uh, Sunday morning and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. So let's uh, get right into it. Uh, You had a game on Friday night and uh, you and I had talked on episode one of Warriors Lax Chat about your next opponent at the time, which was the two-time defending league champions, the Dartmouth Bandits. And uh, to steal a bit of a line from uh, Denny Green, a football coach with the, Dar- with the Detroit Lions a number of years ago when he played the Chicago Bears, who at the time were one of the better teams in the league, uh, to kind of apply it to uh, Friday night, the Bandits were kind of who you thought they were, Coach. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a victory for the Bandits on Friday night. But when you go back to that game, I know uh, a player that's a key to the team, not in the lineup, but... Uh, your thoughts on that game Friday night at Colchester Legion Stadium? Yeah, um, obviously the Bandits are uh, one of the pinnacle teams in, the, in our league. And, um, you know, we knew we were in for a tough fight going into that. Um, and they definitely proved that they are still one of the elite teams. And there was no surprise from our point of view. We actually took a lot of positives out of the game. Unfortunately, the flu bug hit our uh, dressing room, actually, just before the game. And we were down about five of our players um, that are usually in the starting lineup. Um, which is unfortunate, but those things happen. Um, but we had a lot of younger players that got an opportunity to play in that game that, that actually played really well and proved that they deserve to be there and want to be on this team. Two of the things that we were really trying to focus on, number one was uh, the, the fast breaks, which I really felt our offense did a good job in defense of slowing them down. There wasn't very many fast break opportunities. And defensively, I thought our team actually played very strong despite allowing 19 goals. The first two periods, we were actually all over them. Um, and creating turnovers and loose balls and, and playing a really strong defensive game um, with our team as a unit. Offensively, we had a little bit of struggles with the fact that we were missing a couple of our offensive players in Connor Dennis and Jackson. Um, both of them are usual people that, um, you know, open up others uh, with their play. And unfortunately, we didn't have as many weapons, which allowed them to key on some of our top players. Um, offensively, we did get some great opportunities in the second and third. We just couldn't quite capitalize on as many as we'd like. Um, but I think it was actually a real positive for our team. Um, despite the score, they did play very hard, and uh, we're pretty proud of them going into the room. We get to see them three more times this year, so uh, looking forward to the next time we match up with them. Well, and you make a really good point because sometimes, you know, you can kind of toss the, the score aside. You know, regardless of a score, a win is a win and a, a loss is a loss. It ends up being a W or an L in the standings regardless of the score. And, you know, as you said, the Dartmouth Bandits, uh, you know, a very good side, a very good squad. Um, but you can really learn a lot from playing competition like that. Apart from some of the things you've already talked about, how do you kind of talk to your guys about the fact that, look, okay, we took our lumps and, and took that loss Friday night. But, you know, look at some of what they're doing. Let's apply it to our game. And let's make better. Let's make us better for the next time we play. How do you kind of put that spin on it in terms of you don't want to play like your opponent, but in terms of playing the bandits and kind of learning from them because they are so good? Well, some of the big things we took out of it was going into the game. Two things we talked about was we really wanted to shut down their fast breaks. 
Um, and I think we did that. So, you know, our game plan going in was to stop the fast breaks. Um, and we did that. That was one of our big keys in the room as well. Defensively, we felt we really, we, we controlled the defense. We didn't allow them to do whatever they wanted. Uh, in the past two years playing Dartmouth, we lost by much bigger than that. So, and they've kind of run all over us. And this time I really didn't feel that happened. Um, so that was our big positives in the room. We did talk about some of the things that we still need to do um, and watching their offense and how they manu- uh, maneuver around. Um, we didn't quite have that. A lot of it came down to, um, as the boys and, and myself talked about, was our own mistakes. Um, I think we played very well against the Bandits. Um, we just made, uh, as, as uh, our captain said in the room, we made 19 mistakes, and every one of them they make you pay for, and you can't do that against a perennial team. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing them again and uh, limiting those mistakes. And I think the boys knew that they, it's a team that they can play with um, and are excited to get them again for sure. And I know that uh, watching and listening to the guys and in the coaching staff in particular at your practice the other day, at the end of the practice, that was one of the messages that you were kind of really hammering home to your guys is, you know what, guys, this year we've got a good team. Anything that's happened in the past and past seasons, forget about it. Believe in yourselves. How do you continue to get this team, which as you mentioned, a lot of young guys on this team, Coach, what as a coaching staff do you do to keep getting these guys to believe in themselves and know just how good they can, they are and can be? Well, our biggest message this year has been around trust. Um, we've had some challenges in the past around um, people doing their jobs, and it comes around to trusting the person beside you. So from day one in training camp, our message has been around trusting your teammates and trusting the person beside you. Um, and we really felt that they were there for each other the whole way in this game. Um, you know, from the opening face-off to the final face-off and backing each other up on everything. Even when something went in or somebody missed an opportunity, the other side was right there saying, that's all right, we'll get that back. Um, Stood behind our goalie in all the situations. So they really believe and trust each other. Um, It was a game that was going to be a tough one for us and and was a bit of a markup to where we were. And as we said in the room after, we still have some work to do. And they know that, but I still feel they came out of that game confident uh, it wasn't a, a negative moment when we left the room. They were still having their heads up. They said, you know what, we got work to do, but let's put that behind them. And we got a game on Monday night. So I didn't last year and previous years, we've had some issues with when they've come out of the room from a game like that, they've been down, but I really think they felt that that score was not indicative of how they played. And I would agree with that statement. And so I feel that they've really bonded this year and they're really tight and uh, they can move past these kind of moments. Uh, we've already had a few, uh, talks since then and there's a real positiveness going into Monday night so um, them together and the trust that they have is the message we've been putting out there and they've really been answering that call um, they know who was missing they they know that and they know it hurts when those people are away but they stepped up and still did their job and you talk about trust how can you not trust the leading scorer uh, on the Mi'kmaq Warriors a young man by the name of Bryson Knockwood He's got 14 points on the year. He's third in league scoring. I know it's only three games in, but I think the thing that jumps out at me about his statistics, Coach, is that he's got 14 points, but he split it down the middle, seven goals and seven assists. What can you say about Bryson Knockwood in terms of not only his value to the team in terms of his offense, but what he brings this to this team in terms of leadership and a player that the other guys can kind of look to and try and emulate and play hard to say, hey, Bryson's doing it. Let's go out there and let's, you know, let's match what he's doing. 
Bryson has been a, a leader on this team for, you know, pretty much since day one, since we've had him. And uh, this last year, he's he's really elevated his game. Um, he's been frustrated the last couple of years with some, with some tough games. Um, but realized one of the challenges he's been having is he put a lot of weight on himself. And his leadership has now been a more, it's all of us together. And uh, that has really changed. So um, it's made a big difference in our offense that it's, you know, Bryson is the leader in points and Connor Dennis is second. Um, and we do look to those guys in key moments. But overall, as a group, um, they're really pushing each other to be better as a unit. And that's the leadership that both of those guys have, along with the defense, have really moved forward. Um, you know, being in his third year or fourth year with the Warriors, actually, um, Bryson is a guy that all the younger kids look up to, uh, especially with his skill and his talent. Um, but he, he believes in the, the true game. It's not about how many points he gets. It's about the W and the N. So he's, his exceptionist in the game is that he actually opens up other players um, to get scoring opportunities, which then later on turns into him. And it gives other players opportunities, which they see, which then they emulate that movement. So Bryson will be the first guy to go set a pick for somebody to open them up. Later on, he's the one that gets picked on and comes around for a shot. So he's been really good about seeing both sides of it, uh, along with the whole offense and seeing the team unit and the trusting of each other. And that's where we're really moving forward this year. And something that we talked about as well uh, on the first episode was, you know, teams coming in, they're going to look and and they're going to probably key for the most part on Bryson, maybe a little bit on Connor. But when teams do that, it opens up opportunities for the rest of the guys. And looking at the statistics through the first three games for the Warriors, you've got 13 players, coach, who have hit the score sheet with either a goal or an assist. So 13 players on the roster have points through three games. So that's some pretty nice balance. As this season goes along, how do you talk to the rest of the guys about capitalizing on the open space that Bryson and Connor are going to give for the rest of the guys and maybe getting them to realize that, hey, we can step it up here offensively and get some some get some uh, plays going in transition and get some points as well? Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with, uh, with our team that we started to see a little bit more this year is um, – They've started to not just watch Connor and Bryson. Um, in the past, we've had some of our top scorers when they would get the ball, everybody would kind of back off. But realizing that even though they're driving or it's their move, they're still looking for the next person to have that opportunity. Um, so making sure that they're getting in position where there's maybe a cross-crease pass or, or something that makes that extra little little um, little openness in there. You've noticed it a few times in our first couple of games where we've had a few where either one of our players have drive from the top and made a cross-crease pass, and almost the person wasn't expecting it because in the past uh, they weren't in that position, and now they're starting to recognize it. Uh, so they're starting to recognize the opportunities and the vision that are still there, even though they have the ball and are moving it around. So that's really making a big difference with us, um, and I think it's moving our whole team forward. We really believe in a team mentality, so um, they're really trying to push their others. There's there's moments when Connor and Bryson and even Mackenzie and Jackson have come off and said, guys, there, there's three of them on me, so – I'm going to get you guys open. And they've done that role, and they've realized that sometimes they need to move away from them, but their opportunities will come about later on in the game, which is great, and shows their leadership with this team. Well, I mean, you know, you look at the Dartmouth Bandits, uh, the Mi'kmaq Warriors are not the only team this season that has uh, seen what kind of an oiled machine they are. The Bandits have scored (laughs) 43 goals in three games, so we know what they can do offensively. And again, some good lessons that the team's going to take away and build on. Speaking of that, you've got a pretty quick turnaround. You had that game Friday night. You got another game tomorrow on the road against the Halifax Hurricanes. Uh, I guess, first of all, Coach, with such a quick turnaround, uh, what kind of prep are you able to do in that short time between the games? 
Um, so we do, uh, like we do our best to try to get uh, everybody's uh, ready for the Hurricanes game. We talked a little bit about it in practice to get ready for that game because we knew there wouldn't be a practice time in between. Our biggest message that we've been sending out to the players over the past couple of days is that, the, you know, we're moving forward from the Dartmouth game and ready to, ready to move on to the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, a great, a great moment for our team was uh, in last night, the Hurricanes actually played yesterday in Moncton and they ended up beating the Mavericks 13 to 10. Gave our guys a little bit of motivation knowing that we beat the uh, Mavericks 12-10, a very similar game, and, and making them feel confident that they can play in that kind of a game, which is extremely important after a, a tough loss that we had. Um, and I feel that the energy's there, and that's what we've been pushing our guys of coming in feeling like that this is a game you can win and that you need to play your best in. Uh, after a loss like that, it's important to get their confidence and motivation back up, which is what we've been focusing on with uh, Facebook messages and group chats and individual messages to players. Um, getting them ready. It's also been kind of nice that a couple of our players have, uh, it seems like they've beaten the flu bug, so we should have a few more of our players back in the lineup for uh, Monday, which is exciting to see, and uh, just keep building from there. Well, I guess the good thing about that is get that flu bug out of the way early in the season. (laughs) Hopefully you don't have to deal with it later on down the road in the later part of the season, Coach. It's funny you say that, because I think all four assistant coaches said, it's really great to get it over with now, (laughs) because later on the season would be really bad to have this, so um, yeah, it's one of those things that I think every team goes through. Um, it just, it happens to everyone. And, uh, it's that time of year where, um, flu and that kind of things happen and hit our team. And of course we're a very tight team, which is what we preach. And because of that, they spend a lot of time together on the floor and outside the game and it can spread pretty quickly. And the nice part though was it really gave, um, you know, we had three rookies in the lineup that had never played a junior A game in that game on defense and actually played a phenomenal game. Um, which is what we look for when, when we have players that are in a situation where they're unable to go. And uh, it means a lot that they can step up in those positions when they're needed. Well, it's funny. Sometimes, you know, uh, circumstance causes a coach to have to put some uh, lesser experienced or inexperienced players, rookies into a lineup. And the experience that they get actually can really come into play later on down the road when uh, things get much tighter toward the end of the regular season and playoffs. And is that something, maybe a message that you've talked to some of these younger guys about that got this playing time that, hey, take advantage of it because uh, every time you're on the floor, it's a chance for you to learn and get better. Exactly what you said was the exact message we told them. We pulled the four rookies out just before the game and said, you know, I don't know how many opportunities you're going to get this season, um, but here's one. And we have a dress list that we post every game and there's no oper- no reason that dress list can't change every week by your play based on right now. And uh, we were extremely impressed with our four rookies that went in. Um, they did a phenomenal job for us um, and, and played above, uh, you know, f- some of the levels that we expected, which was great. Um, they take advantage of that. The other piece is the long season injuries happen. It's a rough game as you've seen. And uh, we're going to need those guys in situations where, um, somebody goes down and, and we're going to need somebody to step up. So hopefully we, uh, we avoid the injuries as much as possible, but um, those things do happen and you need to have those guys ready to get into game shape. And it's also a great opportunity for them to play the best team in the league. When you go into a game that could be a different game, if we were playing the Mavericks again, and one of those people had to step in, having played the top team in the league, they'll be ready for that speed because they've seen how fast Dartmouth is and, and they know what to expect when they walk in. So that was an important step for them. And all of them stepped up. We were really impressed with how they played. So you make that trip up to Bedford tomorrow night, a 7.30 Atlantic start against the Hurricanes at the BMO Center. 
What are going to be a couple of keys for the Mi'kmaq Warriors to have success and to get a win tomorrow night against Halifax? One of the big keys with um, that has been an issue with the Hurricanes for us in the past has been uh, the face-offs. We've had some real challenges with them and their speed on the draws. They've been really strong on winning it and breaking from there and kind of catching our guys flat-footed. So we're really trying to focus on the face-offs and, uh, you know, being aggressive on loose balls so that we can come up with it and making sure we're protecting on any of those guys breaking down the floor um, to kind of keep them in the five-on-five. We believe that five-on-five, we can, we can play very well with the with the Hurricanes. Um, they have a great offense and, and a strong defense, but um, we think we're right there at this level in time with them. So we're excited to go five-on-five. We thought when we played five-on-five with the Bandits, there wasn't much they could find on us. So we were pretty happy with that. Um, the other piece is they have an extremely strong goaltending duo, uh, Matt Kent and uh, Nate. Both of them are extremely great goalies and it's going to be important to get on them early in the game um, and get our offense rolling. Um, it's been a challenge for us to get uh, get balls past them, but I think this time we have a more balanced attack that we're going to see a, a few more opportunities and our guys are about ready to bury quite a few after last game, so I think we're going to see a difference this time around. And I know that uh, after the game tomorrow night, Coach, uh, you got a bit of a break uh, until your next uh, match uh, against the New Brunswick Mavericks. With that time in between, I mean, I know that you don't want to look beyond tomorrow night's match, but with a bit of a break between games, what are some things that you're going to be doing? Uh, how many practices you're planning on having? Because, again, I'd encourage folks, if you have a, a, some spare time and you guys are practicing at Colchester Legion Stadium, even come out and watch a practice because watching you guys practice is amazing. The, the effort and the energy that gets put into practice is quite something. So do you have an idea of uh, how many times you're going to be hitting the floor at uh, Colchester Legion Stadium in that break between games in terms of practices and things like that? Well, we're definitely going to be hitting the floor twice, and we're debating having a, a third uh, video session with the guys on the, the first four games that we've had and some areas that we'd like them to improve on. Um, you know, as you said, the energy in our team in practice and in games has been extremely high, and we don't want to lose that momentum that we had. So um, giving them a huge break is, is something that we want to make sure we avoid a little bit. It's nice to have the break in between games so that they can rest up a little bit, but we need to keep that momentum going. It's an extremely important part to what we're doing. And there's a few areas that we want to tighten up while we're um, while we're going through the practices. Um, we feel that we've really seen some great things on offense and some great things on defense and both of our units are playing very well together but there's a few areas that we just need a little bit of tightening up our um, our short man got beat a little bit on uh, by the bandits they picked that apart pretty well and so did uh, our power play had some struggles Um, guys being away kind of hurt those because those were the ones who were normally in our short man and power play but it gives opportunities for others to try it and we want to see if we can throw in a couple other wrinkles especially since we'll be playing the mavericks for the second time and I want to see if we can throw some different things at them a little bit this time as we prepare for them. I know they are an extremely different team when you have to travel to them, so we have to be ready for a quick start. We started a little slow against them, so we want to make sure that that doesn't happen the second time around. Well, I think uh, when you and I chatted uh, the other day, typically you're on the floor practicing at Colchester Legion Stadium Tuesday nights. Is that uh, fairly safe to kind of lock in? That's pretty safe to lock in. Tuesday nights from 7.30 to 9 is our standard practice time at the arena. One of the challenges that we have that most of the other teams don't face is that we actually have players from Cape Breton, um, Halifax, and pretty much all over the province. Um, so it's, it's a little bit challenging for us to just randomly call a practice in the middle of the week. So we try to kind of stick with some standard times. 
Um, but we were hoping to do a team building event early on in the year. And unfortunately, just timing wise, it didn't work out with player schedules. So we're looking at doing that in just two weeks so that we can get everybody together and do something that they get to enjoy and build a little bit more of that bond between each other. Well, I'm excited to come out and check out another practice coach because uh, I want to see what other tricks the coaching staff are going to pull out of their sleeves in terms of uh, different wrinkles and different kind of drills that you're going to get the guys to do. Because the one that we talked about on episode one, um, that was a, a brand new one for the team, uh, went over really well and the guys had a lot of fun. So that's I like going to those things just to kind of see what little wrinkles the coaching staff are going to pull out to you know, you maybe got a little hint of uh, something different that might be coming out next practice, Coach. Anything you want to kind of hint at just a little? Well, we don't want to give away too much of our, of our plans, but uh, I know after um, talking with Zachary and his Zachary special, I think we've uh, asked each of the coaching staff to come up with something special that uh, works on some of those skills by having by having some fun. So um, Austin and uh, Brendan and Zachary are going to come up with some more things that we can uh, – we can throw at them that are, are fun and engage them and get the skills involved. Uh, one of the things we've done in the past that we've done a bit of a three-on-three tournament with them, which uh, they have a little champion and they all have a great time with it. So we've talked about when we're going to put that in the season. It might be a good opportunity with so much time off um, and quite a lot of fun that they enjoy. It works on their stick skills a lot more um, and a little bit of fun while they're doing it and, and a lot more running. So um, that's something we've talked about for the next couple of weeks. Um, but I can tell you that Zachary is uh, extremely excited about Zachary special and he wants to make sure that comes back sometime soon. So I'm sure you will be seeing that again before the end of the month. Oh, listen, I enjoyed that. That was great. My, my recollections of lacrosse practice when I was a kid was my brother who was much older than me was a pretty good lacrosse player in his day for Newfoundland and Labrador. And he used to take me out in the backyard, put me between the two basement windows. And to this day, I don't know how he never broke one. But he put a lacrosse stick in my hand, put his lacrosse helmet on me, which at the time looked like Vladislav Tretjak's helmet, and he'd <laughs> fire lacrosse balls at me. And if I'd stop one, which was me just getting in the way, he'd pat me on the head and say, good save. So the Zachary special is way better than that, Coach. <laughs> we have, uh, as we work with some of the younger goalies within the Turo Minor Association, every once in a while you have a kid go in that's uh, a little nervous about it, so we always joke with the coach that maybe we should pull the Goldberg and just tie him there and start wailing at him until he gets used to it. So uh, we've talked about similar things. We've never actually done that yet, but uh, it's quite entertaining to watch them. And uh, we got to do something to get our goalies a little bit more involved in the, in the practice for something fun because they get, uh, they've been taking a lot of shots and they always love to get involved with uh, some of those fun things. So. Well, Coach, again, uh, you've got that game tomorrow night on the road uh, against the Hurricanes and then a couple of more road games for you, as mentioned. You're going to be traveling uh, up to New Brunswick uh, to take on the Mavericks. That's going to be on the 26th of May. Then another road game. You get to play the Bandits, but this time at Shearwater. That's going to be on June 1st. And finally, the Mi'kmaq Warriors get to play back at home on June the 8th, uh, a game against the Halifax Hurricanes. So, Coach, uh, we wish you lots of luck in the couple of road games. We'll look forward to having another episode of Warriors Lax Chat next week and get caught up on uh, how things are going the Zachary special and other things. And uh, before we <laughs> sign off, I'll uh, leave the floor to you to anything that you want to add in uh, just before we uh, wrap this one up. Um, I just want to say uh, happy mother's day to my mom and uh, all the warriors mothers out there. Um, without you guys, uh, our game wouldn't be the same and your great role models to our kids. Um, it, it's a great help that I know my mom has always been a support to me. I know for our players, they don't always say it, but it does mean so much to them. 
um, having you guys involved and being part of that. So um, it was great to see the fans and all the mothers out on our game on Friday. Uh, and we're looking forward to uh, a little bit of a road trip of coming back home and being able to uh, show what we've done over the past couple of weeks uh, when we're back at home again. Well, that's a great way to wrap up episode two, Coach. Thanks very much for taking the time to do this. Safe travels tomorrow and good luck against the Hurricanes. Thank you, sir. That has been the head coach of the Mi'kmaq Warriors Junior A Lacrosse team. They play in the East Coast Junior Lacrosse League. That was Brendan Smithson. And again, they've got a game tomorrow night. So if you can get down to the BMO Center in Bedford, make the trip down, support the Warriors. And stay tuned right here to Big Game Sports Radio as we're going to have Warriors Lax Chat on a regular basis. Happy Mother's Day. I'm Scott Squires. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, friends, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.